I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. I'm Giannis Patelis. I'm the producer and co-host of the Meat Eater Podcast, and this is OPP. God bless everybody, and welcome back to another episode of OPP. Other People's Podcasts, America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Giannis Butelis, producer of the Meat Eater Podcast. Hosted by Steve Ranella, the Meat Eater Podcast brings a deep and relevant look at all outdoor topics, including hunting, fishing, nature, conservation, and wild foods. Filled with humor, irreverence, and things that will surprise the hell out of you, each episode welcomes a diverse group of guests who add their own expertise on the vast world of the outdoors. In this episode, Giannis chats with us about life in Montana. He breaks down his role as producer of the Meat Eater podcast and the television show. We get his podcaster's picks. And of course, we get into his dope show, the Meat Eater podcast. So allow me to introduce you to my homie, Giannis Putellis. All right, Giannis, what's going on, man? Not much, man. I want to start off by uh, saying thanks for having me on and uh, also uh, happy Halloween. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show and happy Halloween to you as well. How's everything in Montana, man? You have any Halloween plans? I do. It's it's probably going to be one of the chillier, even though I grew up in Michigan, this is going to be one of the chillier uh, trick-or-treating outings I think I've ever been on. We're going to be in the... 20s this evening and so everybody all the kids are going to have their uh long handles their long johns on underneath their costumes and you know gloves and neck gaiters and and whatnot i feel like in montana you really have to plan your costume accordingly um you can't there's no costumes with shorts although that's not true because my podcast engineer is sitting here with me right now he's in a vest and shorts um, in his costume, it's a it's a pretty clever costume. He's wear it's a uh, what was the name of it? It's the Doc Doc Clawaday. Yeah, he's like a white claw cowboy. Are you familiar with white claw, the beverage? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, it's pretty popular around these parts. So he's, <laughs> he's like a cowboy that's uh, that's got a little white claw um, spirit to him. I'm dressed. I'm dressed up there, as a there was- cow today, um, and so is my wife because our oldest daughter is a cow girl. Uh, so she will be hurting us, and her younger sister is her faithful steed. So um, those two will be basically chasing and roping us uh, all evening. That is awesome. That is awesome, man. Well, I hope you all have an amazing uh, Halloween and, and a fun time trick-or-treating in that uh, warm 20-degree weather today. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. As long as the kids are having fun, we'll have a good time. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. So you mentioned earlier that you're from Michigan. How did you end up in Montana? Um, very roundabout way. I started my Westwardly tour when I was 19, right out of high school, uh, and showed up in Colorado and did about a dozen years out there, um, mostly skiing uh, and doing some hunting and fishing, uh, but a lot of skiing, snowboarding. And um, met my wife. She's from North Carolina, but both of us happened to have some friends and whatnot that were that were in Colorado. And so we met in a roundabout way too. That's a, a different story for a different time. But uh, settled in there for a dozen years, and then uh, not really on a whim. But my wife had finished, got her um, graduate degree, and we decided to go to Alaska for a year for a job for her. So we did that. And then we were in Salt Lake for a job for her for two years. And um, we were looking to get out of there. It was a little bit too much city for us. I know that doesn't mean anything to a guy for, uh, that lives in Brooklyn that we, I could call Salt Lake even a, a big city. But it was for us. And uh, <laughs> so when an opportunity came up to move to Bozeman, uh, which was for work for uh, Meat Eater, the television show I produce, um, we, we jumped on it. And so that was... Four years ago now, so we're just about locals. Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna have to say, you know, I'm I live in the big city uh, of New York, and you know, there is a booming, you know, media industry and booming podcasting podcasting industry that takes place um, here in New York, obviously. But what, what is it? What is the scene like as far as you know the television production world or the podcasting world in Montana? Oh boy. Um, I think it's small <laughs> there. They had Montana had a good run. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think it probably was mid nineties when a river runs through, through it came out. Do you remember that movie? No, Brad, I don't remember that. Brad Pitt, a river runs through it. Everybody wanted to go fly fishing, uh, after that movie came out and that movie was filmed up here. And, um, so after that, there was, a big push. A lot of people wanted to make, you know, beautiful Western, you know, movies up in Montana. So I think that that, it was a hit movie. It gave it a good, you know, spur. Um, right now though, you know, within the hunting and fishing crowd, I think there's a lot of, you know, small podcasts that are going off here. Um, but as far as like a bigger media company like us, I don't want to say we're the only ones. I might just be ignorant of the other, um, ones out here. There are some other smaller, other media companies, uh, not necessarily smaller, but uh, I'm trying to think of a couple of the names of them now. Grizzly Creek Films, Warm Springs Productions. Um, so there definitely is some production out of here, but e- even though we there are companies here, 
even for us, for Meat Eater, we have to hire out um, of L.A. and Chicago. We're always hiring photographers and producers from other places. You know, the pool's not that big here to choose from. Um, but right here in the, you know, in our little studio here in Bozeman, we now have uh, six podcasts that we produce out of here um, under the Meat Eater umbrella. Um, so we're definitely trying to make something out of it here and make it a little, um, you know, a little podcast haven. Yeah, I mean, man, I, you know, I'm going to be quite honest with you. You know, I come from a different side of the tracks. You know, I'm like a, a big city guy. I have a background in hip hop and hip hop music. So the things that I'm really familiar with are kind of based on like the urban space, but I'm very uh, unfamiliar with the, I guess, rural America podcast audience. Uh, tell me more about this audience and, and how it's growing and how it's adapting to the world of podcasting and media. Um, Man, you got a lot of good questions. I'm hoping I can give you some good answers for, for you. Uh, it's, um, I mean, I can only really speak from our experience you know, but I think that people were looking for a um, a place where they can, you know, just hear more about the, their favorite activities, you know, and being hunting and fishing. And obviously hunting and fishing is not the only things that we talk about on our podcast. We're all over the place. You know, it really comes down to to life is what we talk about mostly, you know. I mean, we both of us, the host Stephen Rennell and I have young kids, so we're always chatting about that. We have wives, you know, families. There's always a lot to talk about there. Um, but I think that the the you know the audience themselves, you know, like any podcast audience, they just it's it's so easy to you know pull in this pull in information through podcasts or and be entertained through podcasts. It's on, on everybody's phones these days. So like any group, you know, they're just looking for, for more of, of what they love. And uh, it's easy to find it in podcasts and easy to consume it. Uh, how did you become a producer um, of the show? And how did you get your hands involved in it? Sure. Um, and I apologize, man. Nothing, no, None of my answers are going to be traditional answers for you. So... The listeners are just gonna. No, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the That's like even the, better the, the 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 road path less traveled. Um, I uh, well, I got involved making t- meteor television first, and we have a position on the crew called a WPA, which stands for Wilderness Production Assistant. And uh, the first time you come out as a WPA, you're basically there to haul gear and then help with general camp chores if we're in a camp style situation. So you're hauling, you know, extra cameras, batteries, tripods. You definitely have the heaviest load on your pack. Um, and then when you get to camp, you know, you might be in charge of collecting firewood, getting water for everybody to drink, you know, making sure all the tents are set up and dinner while the the production's going on, you know, with the talent and the um, the videographer. So that was how I got in. And then, as you know, you're the next the consecutive trips down the line, consecutive shoots for the show. The WPA sort of turns into an assistant to the producer or and the director, where you start to get a little more involved with the cameras. You might shoot on some of the cameras and shoot long lens and whatever. Um, 
long lens being the uh, camera that we have that allows us to zoom in and get good tight wildlife footage while we're out there. So that's how I got in to production in general. And so I was on my way to becoming the producer of the show and maybe two, three years into it um, when Stephen Ronello, the host of the show, he went, he was invited down to do Joe Rogan's podcast. At that time, Steve had never even heard of uh, a podcast, let alone even, he probably had heard, everybody had heard kind of of Joe Rogan, right? He was the fear factor dude back then. And uh, so he went down and did it. And to talk about hunting, Joe was kind of getting interested in hunting. They hit it off. And Joe said, you know, Steve, you ought to think about doing a podcast, man. I think you got a, you know, good voice for it and, you know, something you could pull off. And so he came back to me and to 0.0 production and said, man, let's, let's try this thing out. And um, the gal I was telling you about earlier, Helen Cho, she was instrumental in putting that all together in the, in the early days. And so, you know, we got a kit, outfitted ourselves out the best we could. Um, and uh, it was maybe two months later that we were on, a, on another meat eater shoot and we early in the early versions of the Mediator podcast, we would just do a podcast every time we were on a shoot because it sort of gave us some new context to talk, you know, some new ideas and themes to talk about. And I think we were we were in Ketchikan, Alaska, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what we were hunting on that trip. Um, Might have been sooty grouse. Which is which is like a chicken-sized grouse that li- that lives in the trees up there. Anyways, we're in a don't ever stay at the Super Eight in Ketchikan, man. It's not unless you like really like smoking <laughs> cigarettes. If you like the smell of cigarettes, then it's a great place for you. Um, anyways, we were in there, and uh, after the shoot, we plugged in our kit, and uh, I I did my best to make sure all the. Uh, you know, green lights were green and that the red record light was on and we sat around and, you know, shot the bull for 90 minutes. And, um, you know, that, that was the beginning of it. And then, so at that point, I don't know if I was really a podcast producer, but, you know, as we learned, and again, this was five years ago, approximately. So, um, 2013, 14 ish is when we started. Um, there wasn't, there was some, but there wasn't a lot out there as far as, you know, information on how to do this podcast thing. Right. So we were, we were learning as we went and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's gone well, but that's kind of how I got into it. Well, uh, for the audience, uh, who may not be familiar, obviously, meat eaters huge, but you know, I come from a totally complete demogra- demographic. So my audience could be, could be introduced to this for the first time. Yes. Tell me about, Meat Eater, and tell me about the Meat Eater Network and brand overall. Sure. Um, Meat Eater, the television show, uh, again, hosted by Steven Rinella. Um, I like to describe it this way to someone that doesn't know anything about it. It's like outdoor adventure, um, usually involving hunting and fishing with a very strong focus on culture um, conservation and wild foods. Um, and the wild foods is the big one. We didn't go out and necessarily try to do, um, something different from, uh, classic hunting media. When, when we went out and made meat eater, we just kind of were doing what we, what we had always done. And it turned out that 
the result of that was a lot different than what was out there at the time. And so that resonated with people that like it was it was different, you know, and they and they liked they liked what they were seeing. Um, so, yeah, a, a lot of hunting, but it it always like along the way through sort of this journey you go through on a hunt, you're going to be learning about the place, about the people, about the history, natural history, um, and then once the animal is down, killed. However you want to put it, I don't want to offend anybody, but animals do die for you to eat them. So uh, once we've killed an animal, we spend at least usually an act, which is anywhere from three to five minutes for the show, with butchering, breaking down the animal, and then turning it into, you know, some, whatever we're going to make out of it, and then eating it. And, um, you know, if there's one thing I hear a lot of, it's, man, just want to see more recipes and we love it when you guys cook. And, you know, at the end, when you guys are cooking that stuff, it's so awesome to see. And again, it's nothing different than we've, we've always done this stuff, right? I just, that's how we grew up hunting and fishing is that after you caught animals or killed, you know, caught fish, killed animals, that you would end up eating them later, you know? And uh, we just decided to take that to the screen um, and now to the, you know, to the airwaves, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, pretty much media, the television show. We shoot it all over the place, mostly North America. Every now and then, um, we'll go international. We've been down to South America a couple times. Uh, we've done a few New Zealand episodes as well. Um, the brand itself, um, Meteor Inc. It gets a little confusing because we have Meteor Podcast, Meteor Meteor TV, and then we also have everything underneath um, Meteor, like the umbrella company. Sorry about that. Um, but again, in a nutshell, it's media and consumer goods brand that is trying to fuel like a human connection to nature, if if that makes sense. Like our goal no, here, our goal 100%. here, we agree. We all believe that everybody could use a little more connection to nature, a little more, whether it's a sunrise, a walk in the park, whatever it might be, you know, watching some ducks, going and hunting some ducks, uh, whatever it might be. We, we believe that that all helps all humans out across the board, whoever you are. Um, so how we're trying to do that is basically by creating content and experiences um, and sort of like like four core like verticals um, that we've identified being hunting, fishing, conservation, and wild foods. Um, and again, like it seems like people come for the hunting and fishing and that seems like to be like the hook and then they stay for the conservation and the wild foods. You know, people just are really into the Maybe, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's sort of like the um, field to fork movement. We had a, we had yeah. like a farm yeah, to table. Absolutely. We had a farm to table thing, and now there's this like field to fork thing. Um, and uh, a lot of folks, um, you know, like they're getting into it because they want that end result of, of like cooking something that they themselves harvested. Now. Giannis, you you play a, a very unique role for any person that I've ever met uh, in the world of podcasting because 
I don't know anyone that I've interviewed thus far, or I'll be quite honest, their skill set's so unique that I don't know too many people in the podcasting industry that comes from a television producer background to a podcast producer background um, and bringing a podcast to television. It's a very unique skill set. What is the challenge of bringing um, the experience of the television show to audio? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I don't know if we actually, if I feel like we ever had any major challenges, so to speak. Um, if anything, it's I think it's just they each kind of benefit each other. Like I said earlier, we used to we would make podcast episodes from you know when we go out and did a shoot, and that's kind of one of the big problems um, when you're making television is that we go out there and shoot you know hundreds, maybe even a thousand minutes of of footage, and you end up with a 22-minute show, right? So there's a lot that you don't get to know and hear about that adventure that we had. You know, you just get the the, um, sort of focused 22-minute version of it, right? But now we were able to come out with we always shot for 90 minutes, but it's it's like I don't think we've done a 90-minute podcast in years. Um, they're always somewhere between two and three hours now. But that sort of that gave us that extra two to three hours to really try to cover. I mean, we still don't cover everything that happened in in the week of while we were out making an episode of of Meteor TV. But still, you get a lot more details, and a lot of times we'll have you know more of the crew involved, like the videographers. Uh, will be there in on the podcast to give their, you know, perspective on the experience. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I think it also makes it a little more intimate for our fans where on the television screen, you know, the host and, and anybody that's on the show can seem a little bit distant and they're hard to connect with. With the podcast, Obviously, we still don't have really a, a real two-way dialogue with you know our fans on the show, but at least we can talk about things and we get emails and letters. We don't get letters. Who am I kidding? We get emails and we get uh, DMs. <laughs> and so we answer those. And so it, it creates a little bit more of an intimate experience, I think, for the fans because we can have a little bit more of, of a dialogue, you know, back and forth and 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 talk about things that are on people's minds. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's been really mostly benefits for everybody all around. You know, it gives us a better idea of what's going on, and it, and it gives a fan, the fan just a more, you know, intimate, entertaining experience. I listened to the, uh, the last episode uh, that you all put out, and, you know, you, you also have a, a speaking, you know, a, a, you play a role in the show, uh, as well, how has that been for you, being a behind-the-scenes guy? To now, people get to know you and and get to know your personality as well. Did you listen to the one 
Phil, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my podcast engineer. Was the most recent one was the one where the, I actually wasn't there. You caught that, right, Corey? No, I, I didn't catch that. Like this last episode I, that I came were- that came out on Monday. I was away when they recorded it. I was away on a different assignment, and so uh, the podcast engineer basically took twenty some sound ups from prior podcasts, and they basically just teed them up during throughout the podcast. They teed up questions that they knew that these sound ups could answer. So you might have listened to a different one. It's quite funny if if you if you listen to it and know that it's I'm not there. I'm there in spirit, as they say. Oh, um, let me see which let me see which one I was. I'm going back right now. Hold on. It was it was pretty funny. You were there. Hold on. But but what, what has that been like for you being a personality on the show? Yeah, um, I de- it's funny. Steve asked me. The very first time we ever hung out, we were in a car driving on our, on our way from the airport to a shoot, and uh, he he knew that I'd done some YouTube stuff on the side for fun. Really, um, he knew that I was I was guiding a lot. Um, I was doing some writing uh, for a couple hunting blogs, and so he very in a straightforward way offered me like the opportunity to you know try to do a show, or it was pretty much to try to do a hunting show, and. Uh, I respectfully declined and just said, you know what? I'm just not that into the the limelight. I can, you know, I'm happy sort of just being behind the scenes and, and making it all happen. So for four or five years, I was able to do that and keep my head under the radar. And um, I needed to because I needed to learn. I had no production background whatsoever when I started working. So there was a lot for a steep learning curve, a lot for me to learn to become a uh, television producer and then consequently a podcast producer. Um, so that was, so it was, it was good. I tried to just to stay under the radar, but as you know, with podcasting, it's like when you, you don't feel like you're putting your whole life out there or even a good chunk of your life, even as the co-host, you feel like, well, I only talked maybe 10% of what the host did, but still, over the course of almost 200 episodes, a lot of your words and you've sort of opened yourself up, you know, a lot. I mean, I get more people that will actually come up from behind me in the airport and go, hey, man, are you Giannis? I heard your voice. Like, I'll be ordering a coffee and they'll and they'll be like, man, I recognize your voice, right? So, um, yeah, it's slowly happened and it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm cool with it. Like I said, I originally just tried to keep my head under the radar. Um, it's, uh, I guess it's obvious now to everybody else around me that the fans, you know, would like to hear more from me. And so I'm slowly doing more, um, you know, as a co-host on the Meat Eater podcast. And I'm working on a project myself, Um that'll be hopefully coming out in 2020. Um, I'm doing some smaller, uh, just like less produced, um, television that'll probably be coming out on YouTube in the upcoming months. So it's fun, you know, it's just, uh, it's different and it can be, it can be, I'm just trying to make sure that my production responsibilities are backfilled before I go and step and go all out and, try to do, you know, my own stuff in front of the camera and in front of the mic. You know what I mean? I don't want to leave like the, the stuff that I've, I'm a big part of. I don't want to leave that stuff hanging, um, moving forward. 
Uh, also, too, before we get into your podcaster's picks, I, I want to know more about uh, the other podcasts that are under the Meat Eater umbrella. I hope I'm not ruining your podcaster's picks, but I, I want to learn more about the the shows yeah. under the Meat Eater umbrella. No, yeah, no, not at all, man. Um, we got a bunch of good ones, man. Um, the Hunting Collective with Ben O'Brien. Um, ben loves to go deep into like the ethics. He loves to like really think about a lot of the topics and and get both sides and and if it's I don't want to say you have to be a hunter to understand everything that's going on there, but it's in I think it's I have people that aren't hunters that listen to that podcast that love it because they just learn about how nuanced you know the hunting and the outdoor lifestyle is by listening to uh, the hunting collective. Uh, we have anchored with April Vokey, which is all fishing. We have um, Cal's Week in Review with Ryan Callahan. Um, big hit for us there. It's short uh, compared to most other podcasts. It's only 20 minutes. Um, but it's very um, – it's quick hits. It, it's much more produced. It's not, it's not an open convert. excuse me. It's not an open conversation so much as it's Cal just sort of delivering you the weekly uh, wildlife and conservation news in a very, like, fun, witty way. Um, our good buddy Phil, the podcast engineer, does a really good job with the audio mixing and does fun sound effects in there. Um, it, it, and it's nice because it's sort of it, – it balances out a lot of the longer form stuff where you really need to put in a couple, three hours sometimes to listen to it where Cal's Week in Review, man, you got like 20-minute drive, boom, you know, there you go. You can get it from beginning to end. And uh, I think he's up to like 25, 26 episodes now. Oh, 20, okay. 27, Phil says. And uh, haven't heard a bad one yet. Um, we have Wired to Hunt with Mark Kenyon, um, which is a very whitetail deer focused uh, podcast. He's out of Michigan, and that guy he's like he's he's like the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson of whitetail deer. I mean, the guy is just like Ooh, in, okay. into it, man. Just like like thinks about stuff that I would never think about to do to you know in, in the pursuit of whitetail deer. So for those people that like really, because whitetail deer is what most of the country hunts. Um, that's uh, I forget the ex exact numbers. I mean, there's like six million of them um, in the country, and uh, that's what most most people get to hunt. That living out west, we have a lot more opportunities and, and variety of animals. But if you're east of the Mississippi and you're hunting big game, it's going to be whitetail deer for the most part. Um, Cutting the Distance with Remy Warren. Uh, very technical, um, like how-to podcast about hunting. So for any level of hunter, from full beginner, never, ever, you know, all the way to, uh, like, when I listen to it, I learn something. Remy's been around the mountain quite a few times, and uh, the dude can speak to just about every situation, scenario a hunter could find themselves in and give you, you know, thoughts on how to do it better, a different approach, 
whatever it might be. He sort of sets it up with like a story of something that happened and then he analyzes it and gives tips and tricks on, you know, how he did it, what made success, how he might have done it differently, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that about rounds us out, right, Phil? Yep, that does. Um, so yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a lot to consume. I can tell you that, Corey. <laughs> no, let, let me tell you, man, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing, just in the structure alone of, of really be able to uh, put together a collective of podcasts and a network of podcasts in a particular genre. And uh, I know that my, my girlfriend's dad is going to be a big fan of everything <laughs> that you listed off. So I can't wait to share all of this with him. Oh, good. Um, when we good. get off the phone. Um, but, uh, Giannis, we've come to a point in the podcast called Our Podcasters Picks, and this is when I ask the special guests of today's show to give me their top three favorite podcasts that they enjoy that we should be listening to. So, Giannis, take it away. Well, the first one I'm going to give you, man, it's like, uh, I I don't want to say I'm like giving, like giving up and giving you like the easy answer, but if, if people like haven't heard about This American Life, and Ira Glass, and I know that it's technically not a podcast, it's a radio program, but you can listen to it in podcast form now for free, you know, anytime you want, but I definitely look up to what he and his team do, and to have an audio product that is so good that, you know, that, and then just touches so many people, it doesn't matter who you are, what you're into, what color you are, like, that dude's program is just captivating, man. Like all of them, you know, you start in and, you know, an hour later, you're like, oh my gosh, that was awesome, you know? Um, so I, I love this American life. Um, I think they do a fantastic job. Uh, Joe Rogan is probably the next one I listen to most often. I don't listen to all of Joe's. Joe's puts out a lot of episodes. Um and they're longer form, so I probably only listen to one out of ten. Realistically, I try to pick out, you know, the guests that he has on um, that uh, you know relate to me a little bit more of what I might be into. Um, but Joe's an awesome interviewer, and he always seems to get into like stuff that you just would never think that these you know people would be talking about. So I'm always very entertained and uh, learn something as well listening to Rogan's podcast. And finally, man, I'm going to throw it out to uh, uh, Ryan Callahan and Cal's Week in Review. If I could push push everybody towards one other podcast other than the Meat Eater podcast to listen to um, under in our little under our umbrella, it would be Cal's Week in Review. Like I said earlier, it, you only need 20 minutes, and um, I believe that it's like I same thing, kind of how I said about Ira's um, content and his product. Um, you get into it and before you know it, the 20 minutes is over and you're like, oh my God, I just spent 20 minutes listening to it. And I think for any kind of, any content, whether it's visual, audio, that to me tells me that someone's doing it right is when it ends and you weren't expecting the end and you didn't notice that you spent, whether it's 20 minutes or an hour or two hours listening or watching, you know, you were captivated, you were engrossed. And, and you were entertained. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my top three right now. And uh, Giannis, yep. Why do you podcast? 
Why do I podcast? Yep. Um, a podcast because it's my job. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, I, I, I do podcast now because it is my job. And as the producer and co-host and meat eater, that's how sort of how it started. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy having conversations with people that know more than I do and learning from them, especially people that are fired up and enthusiastic about uh, whatever it is that they've chosen as their, you know, life study, so to speak. And um, that's probably like now if I was to say why I'm going to continue to podcast, it's because of that. Like we really get to, you know, meet some incredible people, learn about incredible things through them. Um, the podcast I was telling you about that I'm going to be uh, doing here, the project I can leak a little bit here, is going to be a little bit more like a, uh, I can call it now like an old timey, there aren't many left, but like a call-in show where I'm going to be having conversations with people about their hunting experiences. And I think that podcasting is going to allow me to sort of give back a little bit um, you know, I've learned a lot and had a great run with all this stuff over the last decade. And, um, if there's people that want to ask questions and listen to what I have to say about it, I'm like very happy that I can give back that way. Wow. Giannis, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. This has been something that I've really enjoyed because you really, uh, are bringing a different perspective to the world of podcasting that I'm not used to and that I was unfamiliar with. And I'm so honored to be able to have you on the show and to learn about Mediator, learn about you. And thank you so much for giving back and contributing to the podcast space, man. I really appreciate you. Hey, man. It was, it was a pleasure to be on. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Giannis Boutelis. You can listen to the Meat Eater podcast on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Six Sense. The music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, please be sure to leave me a five-star rating in the Apple app and let me know your favorite podcast in the review section. Lastly, before we get out of here, check out my other show, Silent Giants, which highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. And you can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pop bless y'all. Till next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.